If our religious beliefs in the United States of America offend anybody who is a non-believer, I have some advice for them. Leave! Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know we are going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing, buddy? Great. Welcome back. And thank you. Hope How you many rounds of golf did you get in? in uh, exactly the same number as the president. I played uh, Friday and Saturday, Friday and Sunday, <laughs> just like him. I'm envious because it rained when I was supposed to play, and I had to postpone my games. So. You know, it was funny because it rained. I was off Thursday and Friday, and it yeah. rained Thursday, and it rained Saturday. But I uh, I got out early in the morning uh, on both Friday and Sunday and played. But it was a, a very disappointing day yesterday, actually, Herman, because, what, through 12 holes, I was three over. Yeah. And then bogeyed every hole in from there. So that was. Well, you sound like Tiger Woods. Yeah, well, he played a little better <laughs> he, than me. He, he did the same thing. Started off like a ball of fire, and then all of a sudden he faltered and so forth. Well, hang in there, Jamie. But actually, it's funny because, good. you know, some of the emails I get are from the White House pool report from yeah. uh, that they send out to reporters. And on Saturday, uh, I was, I don't remember where I was, but I, you know, got an email and it said that uh, President Obama was playing at this suburban. Uh, D.C. and Maryland club that had hosted the U.S. Open back, I think, in 1921. And a buddy of mine is a member there, and so I emailed him, and he ran out there, and sure enough, he was uh, playing down the fairway on, like, the fifth hole, and the president was coming by on a hole yeah. adjacent. And he said it was the only time ever that he's seen Secret Service guys step out of the brush and then wand everybody uh, on the hole <laughs> to make sure that they weren't carrying anything before yep. they were allowed to keep going and playing on. Yes. Unbelievable. Let's start with this Hillary Clinton roping off the press. How yeah. long are they going to let her get away with that? You know, it's funny because, uh, and I was talking with some of my colleagues this morning about it. We're all rolling our eyes about it. I remember, first off, a story from 1992. I remember when the Clinton people, the Bill Clinton people, brought out the rope line at some event, and a bunch of us were all mad because it seemed rather early to do it. Well, this is uh, almost a full year or a full six months before that time frame. You know, when you've, when you've so tightly controlled the access to the candidate and you don't have even just small uh, availabilities here and there. They're really, I know they say that they're going to start doing interviews with major news organizations, and so we'll see whether or not you know, that really happens in the weeks ahead and how many there really are. But then when you're at that point, then any time the candidate is in public, it's a big deal. Yeah. And what I often uh, tell uh, reporters and, and PR people is that if you get your candidate out all the time, then the daily grind doesn't become news. You know, then you have people who are just sort of watching to make sure the candidate doesn't say anything or that somebody doesn't, you know, do something crazy. Uh, Hillary Clinton would not get as much attention in the July 4th parades if they'd been open, if they had allowed reporters to ask questions, if there had been a lot of interviews, if there had been news conferences. Instead, now they have a situation where, oh, she's going to be in public? Okay, i got to get there. i got to get a photo. And then they respond with these kinds of things, which are preposterous. I mean, come on. Yeah. But that's, that's where it's a creation of their making. 
And, you know, I know we're in a different era now than where we were when I first covered a campaign in 92. And there's more reporters and there's more cameras, et cetera. I, I get that. But, you know, usually the drumbeat, and you remember this, Herman, you do one or two events a day. You tell the reporters traveling with you there will be a little news availability where you might take three or four questions and then move on. Or you're going to give a few interviews to a few people here and there. And she has done that. And so now... Anytime she's at anything, everybody's got to be there. Everybody's got to be on alert just in case she actually talks to the news media. I hadn't thought of it like that. I thought it was just hide and seek. They, that the less that she was exposed to the press, the less she'd be asked questions that she doesn't want to have. To well, and, with. and you know that ve- may very well be exactly their thinking. Uh, that that doesn't work with us. You know, the, the reporters are just going to you. You don't because somebody says you can't only makes us sort of say, okay, well, then I'll be at the next event, and yeah. I'll be at the next event, and I'll keep asking questions. I mean, I remember when, when Newt Gingrich was the Speaker of the House, and his staff put out the word, basically, that nobody is going to ask about, uh, it was a time when the Speaker was, there was a big controversy over some ethical issues involving him that ultimately helped bring him down, and the, the network news people were hesitant to ask the Speaker questions because they didn't want to burn their bridge. And I didn't care. You know, I'm, I'm just going to keep asking. And I think it was either three, four, or five straight events, you know, photo opportunities with then-Speaker Gingrich, where I would say, okay, Mr. Speaker, what about the $300,000 $300, penalty? And somebody would yell, thank you, and they'd clear us all out. <laughs> and so if you're going to tell the news uh, corps that you're not going to get any access, we're just going to keep pushing. And then if you're going to put ropes around us, then we're going to keep pushing some more. So, you know, it, uh, sometimes I think that, that uh, sort of the powers that be in some of these campaigns, and uh, they, they just don't understand the mindset of the journalists that are out there. And we'll keep, you know, we'll find new ways to show up and stick a microphone up there and ask questions. And the best way, let me tell you, the simplest way for her to deal with this would be to have a news conference every day for about the next two weeks. Yeah. And... You want an interview? Let's do an interview. Okay, yeah. let's do and and we get tired of it. That's the funny thing is the flip side is after a while we cry uncle and we say, oh, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need anything else. I talked to her the other day and it doesn't become news. But they've made it into a, a situation where anything she says is now seen as news if it's off the the written script. Well, you make a good point because you made me think about when I was running. And when the media frenzy started about these accusations against me, and for the record, and I've said this over and over and over, they were all unfounded accusations. I remember having to go to an event that day, and I was supposed to talk about my issues, tax reform, re- re- replace the tax code, restructure Social Security, national security. And the room was packed with press people, and the first question was about the accusations against me. And the more I said... Folks, that's not the purpose of this meeting. The more that's what they wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, sure, yeah. You, you yeah. Know, it's, it's like if you tell me I can't stand over there, I'm going to stand over there. Yeah, you all are just an obstinate bunch yeah. of, bunch and, of and, folks. You know, uh, I don't know how many times <laughs> where they say, well, you know, you, 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 the, the candidate is not going to take questions about X. Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to keep asking about X. Yeah. And the, the simplest way for it to go away is just to answer the question and then move on. 
but you know, a lot of people. That's it's interesting because I, I think this is one of the problems actually with a lot of members of Congress is they hire people for their staffs to deal with the press who've never been a reporter and don't have that sort of mindset of what the reporter is interested in. And I think the same thing can be said at, at the the top level for people running for president as well. They tend not to have people who've been uh, a, a journalist and. You know, it's a, yeah, we're, we're a different kind of breed, and that's like I said, by not giving us the opportunity to ask questions of Hillary Clinton, it's only created more of a monster. In, well, in when I was sense. running, we never thought about saying, well, don't ask about this and don't ask about that, unless it was an event specifically set for a particular purpose. Uh, we don't it, care about that either. Yeah, so. yeah I, know you, I know they don't care about that. And so, uh, you know, so you have to deal with that. The thing that I was on guard the most for when I was running were the gotcha questions. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's, and, and, and listen, let's, let's be honest, I get that. I get that candidates, and, and you can see that with Hillary Clinton. I mean, you can see why they want to be organized, because what they don't want is some nut running up and getting in her face and scream. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I get it. Everybody yeah. is on guard for that, and that's why in this uh, day and age, it seems to get more and more difficult for us, the reporters, to even find out where a candidate is doing something, because they keep the information tightly held. So I understand that part of it. But, you know, you can have a very structured situation with the news media that's covering a candidate and still make them available. I mean, a lot of times after an event, the, the staff will say, okay, hang around for a few minutes. We're all going to meet over there. And the cameras all assemble and the candidate comes out and you take five or six questions and it's real rapid, you know, boom, 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 you get it done. Uh, see you later. And they're gone. But it's given you, the reporter, what you need for that day, and that is something different, or you've been able to ask about the issue of the day. And, um, you know, obviously we, we've only had that, what, maybe once or twice with Hillary Clinton on the campaign trail so far. Well, speaking of gotcha questions, I don't want to talk about uh, Donald Trump and the fact that of what he said, but what I do want to ask your opinion about is how... Some of the other candidates are now being baited into responding to Donald Trump. You have uh, former Governor Rick Perry. I would, he wasn't baited. He was asked to flat... I know. He put know. out a statement. He wasn't baited. He put out a statement last week uh, slamming Trump. I didn't know he put out a statement. Yeah. And then he went on ABC's yeah. This Week yesterday and was very declarative and very... It, there wasn't any wiggle room. He denounced Trump, period, end of sentence. Right. Jeb Bush did as well. Marco Rubio did as well. Mitt Romney did, and others. And, you know, I, I'd have to say, if you're a Democrat, you're probably just all smiles today. Of this course the they are. The greatest thing that could happen would be for the next month to be filled with nothing but Donald Trump versus most of the Republican field. Because other than really Ted Cruz, he there's... He was the one who said he's not going to take debate. And then, well, no... Uh, Ted Cruz supported uh, what uh, the basics of what Trump said, which is sort of funny because Trump uh, completely uh, uh, gave Cruz the back of the hand and accused him of not being eligible to even run for president because Cruz was born in Canada, but he is eligible to run. But uh, look, I, I think that this is a uh, this is going to be an interesting one because Trump knows how to uh, how to steal the show and get attention. And that makes this a story that I don't think is going to go anywhere for a little while. And with a number of people on talk radio in Trump's corner on this, uh, I think this one is going to go for a little while. The principle of what he said, you can't disagree with if you're a conservative in this country. But it was, I think, 
they are picking out the soundbite that they want to make the issue, which is why they're trying to create a frenzy around it. Well, you know, hey, it's a reminder that you can be a businessman and say stuff, but once you're declared that you're running for the White House, it's a little different. And you're, whereas maybe you got a pass uh, previous time, you're not going to get that next time around. And with the number of different groups, whether it's NBC or Univision or Macy's or others that have then, you know, gone toe to toe with Trump, that's kept the story going. And I think it's only logical that then it gets into the, the race for the White House as well. Well, let me ask you about one other thing in the news that most people may not notice, but I'm sure you would be aware of Rory McElroy. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, I guess it, it's the age-old thing that if you're a really good athlete, what, if you're a football player, you shouldn't be skiing or something like that? Uh, for people who don't know, Rory McIlroy is one of the brightest, most talented young professional golfers out there, and he was playing soccer and pulled some tendons in oh, his ankle. tore some ligaments. Tore some his, ligaments, ankle, so he's yeah. got this big cast on, so this multi-million dollar golfer won't be playing golf for yeah. a while. Yeah, let's just say I, I get that you want to do other things, but man, you got a golden body, too. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. Buddy. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. He has run a presidential campaign. He'll give you the best insight on campaign 2016. Herman Cain, every day. Now, you all don't have to worry about me pulling ligaments in my ankle playing soccer. I'm not going to be playing soccer. I got to protect my vocal cords. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.